On this week's episode of Bungalow and the Bus, we talk about crafting during the quarantine. How to make sour orange pie. And uh, a new, new deal that we need to get everybody back to work. Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdigger. And I'm your dog that really wants to go outside and pee but doesn't have the words, Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com. My dog did not want to go outside today because it was so stormy, Brendan. Doesn't like to get wet paws. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Put so, that on paws. So, Brendan, we are we are socially distanced, you and I. Yeah. And we're, and we're wearing masks. <laughs> so, if we're a little muffled. I'm sorry we sound like the Peanuts professor. We're just trying to protect each other. I'm actually a little disappointed in your mask, Brendan. Why? Just a black, regular mask? <laughs> That's the least I would expect from you. I have a backup one. Okay. I would expect, like, somewhere, like, like, like big lips on your <laughs> mask or, like... I have uh, one in the car that's a giant. Is It looks like a clown mouth. All right. That's what I'm talking about. But I started wearing that early on when nobody was wearing masks. Uh-huh. Trendsetter you were. <laughs> You sound like Yoda. <laughs> Trendsetter you are. Uh, but nobody liked it. I, people were looking at me like I was going to steal their kid. So I stopped wearing it. And we got these sexy black ones. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think you need like floppy like, ears on it or something. Or I want like feathers. You want feathers? Yeah. The, I know? saw a gallery of Ooh. sort of over-the-top face masks on, online earlier today. So it was kind of funny. I have my Orange County Sheriff's Office mask on, made by Orlando Face Mask Strong, the local group that's making masks for people. And we've been referring people to them. We've had a lot of people reaching out, John, asking, where can I get a locally made mask? And so I'm just referring everybody there. But we just did a roundup on Instagram asking people for recommendations, and I probably have like 10 or 11 other people who are making them. So we'll be sharing that next week. All right. I don't think they're too difficult to make. I mean, the one I have on, you do got to have a sewing machine, but I'm sure there's some other ones that are maybe a little more DIY. If people are emailing me now, what, how far into this are we now? Yeah, a three, month? four, five weeks. Yeah, right. And because they don't have a mask, they're not looking up how to make it themselves. <laughs> they just want to buy one quick. So oh. I'm going <laughs> to. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. And they're probably all hanging out at Lake Eola because, John, I'm a little mad at Orlando you're, right you're now. You're mad at Orlando? We should probably say uh, here on Bungalow on the Bus, we talk about all things Orlando and the surrounding downtown neighborhoods, such yeah. as College Park, where we are today. We're actually in Matthews Park, which is kind of near I 4, right by Formosa. There's a little pavilion here with a picnic table and a and a grill yeah it's like lazily raining right now so we needed a spot to hang out and i love that there's grills in this park you don't uh-huh. see that enough would you grill on a on a permanent grill brendan yeah i think yeah yeah you just would you scrub put some it down foil over it though or would you just grill right on top of the no other put people something have. down on top but okay. i'd still wipe it down you wipe still, it down a little bit yeah you give it I mean, a who little who knows what people do on those grills <laughs> i know what i did on that <laughs> grill <laughs> but fire cleans everything that's what game of thrones taught us oh, fire okay. is a cleanser good call good yeah, call yeah yeah just but, but uh if you like what you hear go to bungalower.com you can follow us on facebook and instagram and, and twitter and all the places that you follow other folks it's just i wonder if this is qualified as a disaster park have you heard of those before no uh, Japan has them. There's a lot. They have designated these spots where people can gather if there's a, you're not supposed to be in your home or something, right? Oh. Like if there was an earthquake, you needed to evacuate. And so they have these places that you can gather to, and then they have amenities, just like 
like a grill, you know, public grills, because you don't have access to power. One grill for an entire city? That's, no, that's there's multiple grills here. Take a ticket to get in line for that. <laughs> I just like that idea. Like, you're planning ahead, and if you have to gather people together, there's little grills for you. You know, Brendan, my family had a meeting spot in the state of Michigan if we ever got split up for some reason. What was it? It was Christmas, Michigan. Oh, I love Christmas. I have no idea where it is. Oh. But I figured I could find it on a map if I had to. <laughs> I've been there. Really? Yeah, yeah. All right. There's a there's like an Amish place close to it. Sounds about right. And I can't remember the name of it, but it... it you could go Christmas shopping all year round. Oh, that's uh, Frankenmuth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there forever. All right. But we're talking about you're, our land. You're talking right? about Lake Eola Park. Yeah. So I so if you're coming down Wall Street, which is not like the Wall Street party street, but on the other side behind the library, uh, you you stop at this dead at this red light where you would see the Christmas tree, right? Yep. And you have to take a left. But it's the longest light in forever. So I was probably there for like six minutes. And I was thinking, I don't know how long it was, but it was long enough that I counted probably 35, 45 people just running by in the park, all yeah. very close to each other. One person wearing a mask. Yeah. On. One person. That's, I, I, I think we talked about this before, Brendan. I, I do think Lake Eola ought to be shut down. I, I get it why the city wants to have open spaces for people to do exercising. I totally get that. But but that park in particular is just there's so many people that gather there too to close. walk to do whatever. Yep. And there's just so many other options in the city. Even if you live downtown, I mean, you don't have to go to a park to run. I mean, you can run down a street and and I don't know. I just I think that park in particular has always been it's Orlando's gathering park. But right now is not a time to gather. But they're gathering. I know. And we had to do a whole follow-up story actually this week about how you cannot drink open containers in public parks. right? Legally. Legally. <laughs> and if you do, you should be prepared that you could get in trouble. You know, and I'll admit, I've done it a couple times. I, I, I probably yeah. have in my life I at some time. But, like, I knew, right? I knew going into it that it's not legal. People think that because you're allowed to do this carry-out, this take-out alcoholic beverage thing now with local restaurants and, bar, uh, and open bars um, that you're allowed to then drink wherever you want, but you can't. No, and not legally. No, and you're also not supposed to be gathering in public spaces to do those kinds of things. No. Right? No. But there's nobody I'm, enforcing I mean, the whole point of takeaway is to take it and go home with it, yes. really. It's sort of just another way for restaurants to make some extra money during this pandemic. And if, you know, I'm picking up tacos... Now I don't have to run to Publix to get some beers to go with these tacos. I can just buy them at the at the restaurant or the bar, wherever. But there is a thing here in Florida that I don't understand. I'm slowly coming to understand. And that Americans, I think Americans in general, don't like getting told what to do. Freedom. We love our freedom. Love Brandon. our freedom. Love our freedom. And even if it's the freedom to get sick. Yes. Which, <laughs> or, or the detriment to anybody else. Right? Which brings us to... Uh, this reopen Florida movement. Yes. Have you been following this? I've been following some of the other ones across the country. As I've said earlier, I'm from Michigan, so I think they did it there first. There yes. was this whole like operation gridlock where they quote unquote shut down the, the, the mayor's where the, the capital, which is Lansing. And you know, they, they got a lot of publicity and some photos. And the thing is governor Whitmer, the, the governor there, I think she extended the stay at home order today for another 15 days or two weeks. And believe it or not, Brendan, 
I actually wrote the governor of the state of Michigan a very nice email huh. because my mom lives in Michigan and she's over 70 and she's in pretty good health, yeah. but she's been following all these orders. But I praise the governor saying, thank you for doing all the things you're doing because my mom lives there. She lives alone because my live here. My sister lives somewhere. My brother lives somewhere else. And because of those types of orders, you're keeping my mom safe. So thank you. But some people don't agree with that. No. And, and I didn't. And I don't agree. I don't. I just don't agree with people putting themselves at risk. Uh but I'm also I don't so uh, I don't care if other people put themselves at risk. I, do. I don't want them putting me at risk. See, and that's American. So <laughs> so like as a Canadian, yes, everybody in Canadian groan all you want. But there's this something <laughs> that's called social it's like social responsibility, right? Yeah. You are a cog in the wheel of your society. And that's something that more northern countries get because we're kind of ingrained in that we have big government, but the role of the government is to provide for its civilians and the people who live there. And so when the government tells you not to do something, generally Canadians will not do it. Yeah. Right. And the opposite, a lot of people here, I don't want to say the total opposite, but a lot of people here would say, well, I don't need the government to, to live and be free. I can do it all on my own. And that, and so we're seeing now at these protests, people with saying social distancing is a joke. You can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me where to stand. Uh, You can't tell me to wear a mask. I'm just going to wear whatever I want and my immune system is going to take care of me or Jesus is going to take care of me <laughs> or not. Right. Yeah. And that's on me as an individual making that choice. But for what myself. if I get sick from somebody who, who does that? But that's what I don't is that understand. My fault or is that their fault? Or is it nobody's fault? It's, is it I guess nature's fault? If you, I guess they would say it's your fault for having a compromised immune system. Okay. So it's right? a whole natural selection thing. I guess. Which is crazy to me. I just don't get it. I don't get it. So I've been following these forums. I'm trying to learn from it and see where people stand. Um, I would just like to think that I'm, I'm making a decision not just for myself, but also for the people around me. And I want everybody to be okay. Anybody who encounters me to be okay. I, would, I don't know if I could ever forgive myself if I was the person who was carrying a disease unknowingly. And because I was reckless uh i gave it to somebody and, killed and they died because people are dying i mean let's let's be yeah. honest on that and people die from stuff every day i get that oh. but people are dying from this i mean i read an obituary today in the orlando sentinel where uh, it was a couple they've been married for you know 30 40 years and the husband just passed away i think he was 68 uh. and he didn't even know he had coronavirus they didn't even know until after he died and his wife couldn't really even say bye in person, I don't think, because no, they didn't, not they didn't want to let room. him into the, the hospitals, which I totally understand. That is so sad. Yeah. And they can, what if one day they can track, you know, who, yeah. what But I mean, did the what, other side of it, I mean, I get the frustrations of people that are really struggling when it comes to finances. I mean, I, I understand that too. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying, I'm yes. not saying open the doors to the world right now no. because, you know, you might have this other sort of second wave, as they say. But I also understand somebody who, you know, maybe they had a job, they're furloughed, they're laid yeah. off, and they're like, where am I going to get but my But that's next? also the responsibility of the government. If they're going to tell you to stay home, they should be saying, stay home, here's money to stay home. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think and I do think in some European countries, uh, I think some of their governments have been giving money to companies to say, pay your workers. Yeah. With this. Keep them at home. Pay your workers. Did you and get your stimulus? I check? have not. I, I haven't either. I have not. I, I don't think I'm going to get mine 
until I get a paper check in June or so because I didn't pay or I didn't I didn't get a refund last time, the last two times. I had to pay taxes. And from what I was reading, if you got a refund, they'll they'll get you your money. If you had to pay taxes, it's going to take a little longer. Why wasn't that communicated? I don't know. I could be I could be wrong, but I feel like I've read this a few times. But you and I are people who are in the know because we're looking actively for this stuff all the time. Yeah, right? and and every time I check it tells me my information's not there. I finally did get into one part of it. But it doesn't say whether or not they have my bank account but information. But what about these people who need it because they got furloughed? Yeah, right? I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, oh, of course, I'm going to use the the stimulus money because it's my tax money that has gone to this. But yeah. like, I am not in desperate need like a lot of other people are. But if I was, I mean, I would be very upset right now. Yes, because if I was relying on this twelve hundred dollars. So in that sense, I understand why people can. Like you should protest if that's mm-hmm. the case. Yes. Mm-hmm. If the case is because you are doing what the government told you, they're not doing what they said they're going to do. Yeah. Then yes, that's when you protest. But if you're protesting because you want a haircut. Oh my God. <laughs> Those ladies saying that in that Michigan one. Yeah. I want to get my hair. Yeah. Lady. <laughs> Like, come on. Was it ever that good before? <laughs> you know, yeah. I want yeah. you to get a haircut, too, but I'm not going to protest. Yeah. I don't know how well they would have done uh, on the prairies in the 1800s if they're complaining about haircuts now. I don't know. I got you wanted to survive what? back then. We didn't talk about what your week was like. All what right. Oh, yeah. I mean, my week's been good. I, I, we've been thanking healthcare workers at the Orange County Sheriff's Office. We've been doing these things called lights and sirens caravans to kind okay. of show our support. And uh, another thing I started, Brendan, I started making homemade candles. I'm doing my my quarantine crafting right now. I love you so much. And, uh, I've already I've been perfecting my bread, but now I'm on to the the soy candles. Oh, I need to talk to you about bread. Oh, okay. And so I started making all these candles, but I I can't burn them all. Like it, it, it my house would look like a, a coven, like a witchcraft, <laughs> if I had all the candles that I've been making. So well, I was you're like, stockpiling in case we run out of uh, energy. You know, we could talk about that later, but. Um, with the candles, I want to give them away to people that are doing good things for our community. So I put something up online. I got a bunch of people that tagged other people. I delivered a few this week. I'm going to keep doing it. I, think. I love the candle that you gave me early on. I know it was a prototype, but I think it's fantastic. Yeah. If someone wants to nominate somebody to get a candle, John, how do they get a hold of you? They can go to Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Okay. You can find me. I'm pretty easy to find it at John Busdecker. I'll post some more photos of, of some more deliveries that I do. And I love yeah, it. if you know somebody who you think deserves a, a homemade candle, because I want to give them a little <laughs> light in their life. Because they've given some light to our community. Yeah. Nominate them. He's wearing gloves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everything's yeah. good. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, making, I'm cooking. Yeah? That's what I'm doing I mean, right now. You don't bring me nothing. I, I almost brought you some pie today, but I didn't have a chance to, to taste it yet. Oh, made, you don't. <laughs> we made <laughs> Thank sour, you. You're welcome. We made sour orange pie yeah, today. That sounds terrible. With the Orange County history people. It's like key lime pie. It's, so it's tart. But there I are do, these special oranges. I do like key lime pie. That that seems to have a better ring to it than sour orange pie. I think maybe that's why it's not around. It's a Bad heritage. Marketing. It's a heritage <laughs> recipe, John. So they have we're trying to cook a couple of different recipes that people used to do early. What kind days of oranges of are these? Uh, I think it was called Calambria orange. Where do you one get of them. A, where do you get that? She got them. She being Pam Schwartz, the curator who's teaching me these recipes via Zoom on Facebook. I uh, got them from Fancy Fruits. All right, is that East East Colonial? Yes. Um, are they like super a, cheap? Like, are they hard to find? They used to not be. I guess everybody, like, even in the fifties. 
people would have like one of these sour orange trees in their yard. Well, we've decimated all that in Florida, <laughs> right? We built Green. subdivisions. We don't need trees. So it's a little tough to find. Uh, I guess it came out of Spain. If you want to get more information on that, just go to Bungalore and you'll see it on our Facebook page. Uh, we're also doing make your own Korean farmers rice wine kits. Oh yeah, how's that going? With Orlando meats. I think it's going good. Yeah. How much have you drank left. so far? I, I nothing yet because it's still fermenting. Oh, I have to shake it. I just shook it today. Oh, okay. Like a, like a paint shaker. Kinda. Oh, yeah. it's in a jar, so it's like you. We've inoculated this rice that we cooked uh, with a little puck of this thing called nuruk, and then it it like. All the enzymes break it down. How long does it take before I can have a drink? Fourteen days. Fourteen days. Yeah. <laughs> so start it now. So, so you start it. The you can start it on day one yeah. of your quarantine, and by the time you're done with it, you can have some wine to celebrate. Apparently, it's really good. So I'll let you guys know when, right. when we're ready to taste it. Is it like a sake thing? Yeah, it's kind of like sake. It's it's rice wine, uh, but it's like broke man's rice wine. Ah, from Korea. They call it farmer's rice wine. And it was just really rustic, just because ah. it's so easy. Okay. Sounds ah. like a prison thing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be doing a cooking You're class. We're going to be doing toilet wine. No. <laughs> we're doing a... That'd be funny, though. <laughs> we're doing BLT kits with the new standard. You can buy these kits for like 25 bucks if you say you heard about it on Bungalow. Or all this bacon, fresh baked bread, and like all these other ingredients that you can use for other recipes, too. Uh, more on that very soon on Bungalow.com. Orlando Shakespeare Theater. Yes. They have turned to the drink, John. They are they are gonna Drinking be doing, the rice wine? I guess. They're doing drunk Shakespeare. Oh, nice. Isn't that funny? Yes. They're gonna have people doing uh Skyping in, I guess, from different corners of the country, all these different actors, and they're gonna do an abridged version of Romeo and Juliet on May first. Drunk. Drunk. They're drinking all the way through it. The actors are drinking. And then they have drinking games. So if they if they hear them say certain things, if uh, if a character comes on and does something specific, like these emojis will flash. You got a drink. And you got a drink. All right. I like that. Isn't that funny? I, I like, like that. It. We're going to share it, too. We're going to share their feed on Bungalore.com. And it's going to be the first of many. They're calling it Shakespeare Happy Hours. And uh, I think it's really smart. I think it's kind of risky. Of have them. they had to cancel their whole season? I think so. Yeah. I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything about their Didn't season. Didn't the or Broadway League uh, cancel their season? Uh, the ballet did. I thought the Broadway did. I don't too, know about Doctor Phillips. Center. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm pretty you sure they did. Tour. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll double check that before I confirm it. Let's take a break. Okay. Let's. We have a couple of more of these Orlando voices message. Ah. If you have a message that you want to leave us. Uh, about your coronavirus pandemic experience or just things that you're working on, head on over to bungalore.com and record it, and we might play it just like these guys. Okay, Brandon, here goes the story you asked me to submit. Um, so I've been sick for weeks, uh, finally feeling better on Sunday, decided to kind of float around my pool, um, put on my little tankini bathing suit with squirts. This is important to know. And... Got my float and got in the pool. As I was laying in the float, my eyes closed. I felt something on my leg. I opened my eyes to see the tail end of a snake going up my bathing suit. So first I screamed. Then I jumped off my float, looked for the snake, not in the pool, not on the float. Realized it must still be in my bathing suit. Got out of the pool faster than Michael Phelps. 
um, stripped naked in my backyard as my husband came running out of the house. And then the snake comes flying out of the back of my bathing suit um, as I'm standing naked in my backyard. My husband gives me a towel. I wrapped it around myself and sat there uh, trying to learn to breathe again. Um, it was a black racer, so I wasn't bitten um, and it was unharmed. I'm not sure which one of us was more scared, me or the snake. Um, but that was the end of my relaxing Sunday. So that is my pandemic story for this weekend. Hi, this is Scott Ugachoni of Barney's Coffee and Tea. For 40 years, Barney's has been pioneering the most dramatically delicious flavor and premium roasted coffees for you, our loyal fans. During this global pandemic, when so many are struggling, we continue to operate to the best of our ability. Our cafe, located on Park Avenue, is still open from 7 to 1, where we are offering takeout only, but you can still enjoy some great breakfast items, such as our breakfast panini, energy bowl, or our fan favorite, avocado toast, or just for a great cup of coffee. You can stop by, call ahead, or place your order online. Right now, we're offering a great value. Choose any two items for just $15. In addition, we continue to offer free shipping this month on all coffee orders placed online because while we know coffee and other routines are comforting, Barney's is also helping in the community by donating to Second Harvest Food Bank of Central Florida and doing other thank you acts of kindness for medical professionals and first responders. So during these challenging times, we have to remain positive and stick together. We'll continue to do our part and kindly ask you to do yours. Stay at home with your loved ones. We'll get through this together. Thank you. I'm in medical software sales, trying to call on physicians, physician groups, and community health centers at the moment. Trying to get a key decision maker on the phone is nearly impossible. And once I do get someone on the phone, uh, they're obviously very distracted with everything related to COVID-19. And any interest is going to be put off until the summer. I hope by summer this will all be resolved and I can get back to helping these practices with their workflow and helping my bank account as well. Welcome back to Bungalow and the Bus. I am the Bus John Busdecker. And I'm the trainer that wants you to do one more squat, but he makes you do 15. <laughs> Brandon O'Connor from Bungalore.com. Brandon, we are hanging out in Matthews Park here in College Park. We're underneath a uh, pavilion. And what a pavilion. It is. I don't even see any, like, weird animals living in it. No, they're all staying at home as well, apparently. Yeah, looks relatively clean. It's a nice little park. They got a little softball field. They got a little jungle gym. This is where the, the LARPers hang out. Is it? Yeah. What do they LARP? Uh, like medieval battles and stuff. LARPing means live action role play, right? Yeah, I did a story on them years ago. There's a uh, there's a group here that I keep forgetting to do a story on too that it's like LARPing, except they, they take out the pretend part. Oh. And they just get dressed up like in full battle gear? Maybe that's the same group. No, I don't. These they, guys were they, fighting. 
They like beat the hell out of oh, each other. Oh, they weren't beating. I mean, they were. They yeah. had swords and stuff. They, like but... break bones. Oh, I, I don't know about this group. John, they like go for it. It's so cool. We're gonna do a video about. Anyway, it. they do that here sometimes. So right. uh, if you ever see a bunch of medieval folks fighting in this park, <laughs> you're in the right park. <laughs> but here on Bungalow on the Bus, we talk about all things Orlando, including College Park and all the neighborhoods around it. If you like what you hear, go to bungalower.com. And we apologize. We're wearing masks. Yeah, I don't know. You think people can even tell that we're wearing masks? I think so. I think we sound mumbled. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I feel it. I feel stifled. Uh-huh. I, I can breathe better without the mask on. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. do this all the time. I feel I feel like there's like an allegory. Like there's a metaphor in here for like safe sex. Uh-huh. I don't <laughs> 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 but I'm just too lazy to mm-hmm. come up with it. So I'm just going <laughs> to spell it out. The punchline is metaphor. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Just wrap it up. <laughs> don't hurt your friends. Wrap it up. Uh, don't get others sick. What do you think about? So they're we're here. Oh, wait, I mentioned the Broadway. I should say that real quick before the okay. break. I mentioned that the rest of the Broadway season is canceled, and sure enough, it is the one at the Dr. Phillips Center. And there was only two shows left. It was My Fair Lady and Beautiful, the Carol King musical, oh. which I've actually seen. Lame ones. Anyway. No, it was good. That's a glad good show. Are, glad those got canceled. No, <laughs> you're you're like one of those old ladies that walks out, aren't you? Uh, I have been known to walk out. I've never walked out of a ever, show. Ever, ever? I don't think so. I walked out of Little Mermaid. Oh, why? It was the worst. Really? It was just so bad. Oh, like, what about the people on stage? This is their art. Event. This no, is their they, dream, and you're walking out on it. They knew it was bad, too. You could tell on their faces. Everybody looked like they had just smelled a fart. <laughs> it, was just, it was no good. All right. No good. You think, I, you, you think when you're on a bad show, you know it's a bad show? Oh, yeah, but they're just like, collect that check. All right. Collect All right. Check. Fair Keep enough. auditioning. Get into Hamilton. Get anyway, into Hamilton. <laughs> they're canceled all those two shows, and hopefully they'll be back next year because I think next year is like the blockbuster season, right? Well, Hamilton's coming back. Yep. Wicked's coming back. Yep. Uh, I can't remember the other yeah, ones. Yeah, those are the ones that I think most people were looking forward yeah. to. I haven't seen. There's a girl that's walked around this park like four times. Yeah. And she's doing it again. Maybe she's circling us like a vulture. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Just waiting for us to die. <laughs> picking our bones. <laughs> You'll have to wait longer, <laughs> wench. Maybe. Um, the task, a task force is being charged with coming up with a, an economic recovery plan for the state or the county or the, both i think for both but i'm really going to talk about the county one all right because i think the statewide one i think some of the local leaders were a little upset about that one because they weren't on it oh yeah i don't think the mayors were invited or oh. none of them were like when I, when I say none of them i mean like none on the i4 corridor what yeah like no i i if I remember right, I read this. It was like nobody from Tampa, nobody from Orange County, nobody from Orlando. It was a little more South Florida. What is this what? centric? And that's because that's where the hot spots are. I guess it's more I that hot some of it, spot rhetoric. I think, I think some of it had to do with uh, political alliances of the governor compared to some of the leaders here in Central Florida, like red stuff. Yeah, well, red versus yeah, blue. That's yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like a lightsaber battle. Yeah. So anyway, you're, you want to talk about county, though. Well, just that uh, we have a new initiative. It's led by George Aguel of Visit Orlando and uh, Tim Giuliani of Orlando Economic Partnership and 50 other people. It's a know, huge do, task force. Do you know what that? You know what the Visit Orlando CEO makes a year? What? Like $670,000. <laughs> I already got in trouble two episodes ago. I went off on a tangent about visit orlando right oh yeah and visit florida did you, you get a, did you get a nasty note not nasty but more like you obviously don't know what you're talking about because they do a lot for us here and i was like i'm not saying they didn't yeah 
sir, if you listened, uh-huh. and I know you're listening now and you're a very nice guy and thank you for listening. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm saying they can do more with that budget. And you're telling me one person needs to make $670,000 a year. I think he has a base salary and then, then like a bonus salary, but it's a lot. I mean, once again, I, I think we had a conversation one time that I don't like to berate anybody that makes money. Cause like, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, who am I to say that how much money yeah, somebody should make? Mine might be coming from just being jealous. Yeah. I think I'm just jealous. I just, it, it's public yeah. information. just something that I'm throwing out there. I would love to make $670,000 to promote Florida. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Give, give me a little bit of that budget and I'll do pop up Florida bars around the world for you. There you go. Yeah. Just, I like that. Why would they come here then if they can just go to the pop up bar? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to make it just, yeah. you know, not good enough. Yeah. yeah. You, <laughs> like, sour orange juice. Yeah, sour. Get the real orange juice down here. <laughs> you like key lime pie? Try this sour orange pie. <laughs> so, anyway. We got these county leaders figuring yeah. out when we're, we're going to reopen. And they have tasks, you know, meetings. You can watch the meetings on Orange TV and Spectrum and all the other boring networks. And, <laughs> but I think, uh, <laughs> but what I want to hear, John. How come you weren't invited, Brendan? Did I anybody invited? invite Brendan O'Connor? No, they don't. I don't hold punches. <laughs> I tell it like it is. Yeah, when would you it. reopen, Brendan? Right now. You know what I would be doing, though, is a new, new deal. Okay. Like the work pays America thing. Yeah. I need to hear more about that. Yeah. You have how many people looking for work? We had 22 million people have applied for unemployment. I think it's last 26 month. now we're at total. And you're telling me you're, if you're going to cut a check, some of these people just want to work. You know, can we not, can we come up with a work program? I think they think, I think a lot of people think it's so temporary that, okay, yeah, we've, we've lost 26 million jobs, but they're going to come roaring back in the next month or so. I'll tell you, it's not temporary, <laughs> and it's going to take a long time. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, back. certainly a lot of those jobs will come back if you have been. I mean, hopefully, I mean, somebody like Disney. Of course, they're going to bring people back when things open up. And I'm hearing they're being very so, quiet. I want to say this real quick. Okay, did you read the story that said some people think Disney's not going to open for 18 months? I heard January. I heard, well, I guess that's not 18 months. Maybe I thought I heard. Somewhere I read some industry expert said he didn't think it would be yeah. until then because all this would be passed by then. I don't know. That seems a little extreme to me. It does. And I don't know. I'm not familiar with that industry expert. Yeah. You know, who, it was in the LA Times. Who the though. heck he is. Uh, yeah. But sometimes people are just sharing. True. Because they know like that's a that's a grabber. Right. But, but, you and I are talking about it right true. now and I haven't I don't know enough about it. But January doesn't sound too crazy to me. It does to me. It, it did. It did to me two or three weeks ago but if they said it tomorrow i wouldn't be like oh my gosh that's so far away i'd say oh my gosh they're taking their time and they don't want to risk anything i don't know dinner i'm uh, not saying it's a good thing i'm not saying i i i'm not oh, looking I know, forward to I that know. You're just saying, i'm just saying if i heard that right now i'd be like oh all right this is the reality we live in right now the impact of a january opening i can't even think about it what do you do? I don't know. That's, if that's the case, work program. Work program. I just don't think you can do that locally. We're though. talking that about. Has to be a national it's got to be national, but I think we could also do little ones. I think we could. I think you're going to see some yeah. people like, we have these work programs already. Like, we have like Get to Work Central Florida or whatever. Like, we have programs and policies in place that could be shifted to come up with a very hyper regional work program. I don't think it would be that tough to put, you know, at least a 
couple hundred thousand people to work. I think the trouble with that is the world has changed so much in the last 60, 70 years since they did that back in the 30s is that, you know, just onboarding me at the sheriff's office took months. I mean, yeah. they, they would have to change how the world works in terms of if you apply for a job with uh, the county right now or the city. Right. It just takes time to get you your background checks yeah, and all they that. they can expedite that. They can come up with programs that, that do that quick. Yeah. It's, yeah. All right. I have faith. <laughs> I think a lot of it's going to be grants to third-party independent contractors who qualify for that, and then they can just take you on and Because imagine, like, uh, we're at a park right now. We're at this Matthews Park. I'm looking at a, a jungle gym that is newly installed. Right. Let's say you had a, one of these projects, these, these works progress, and said, you know what, we're going to install another jungle gym, uh-huh. but we're using people that are part of this program. Some kid falls on it six months from now. Well, who do you blame? Do you blame the city, or do you blame this... These people that maybe they weren't trained to install. Know. I'm just telling you, this Who do is they the blame? world. Who do they like? They didn't. Dixon Azalea Park. But you, we have they infrastructure pieces in place right now, John. I agree. That were built during the work. I, I completely thing. agree. I just think the world has changed a lot now and, and people would find a way to blame if somebody got hurt. No, I I, told, I think it's, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. Why are idea. we fighting right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm just saying. Things you said that, it was the, the worst world. idea. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I like that. I like because I think those projects have lasted for the last 80 years. Yeah, and that anyway. was with 13 million people. They had 13 million people. That was, at that time, 25% of the American workforce. They uh-huh. were put to work uh, through a top-down program. I'd like to see that. We already know that America has aging infrastructure that needs help. You know, put architects to work, put artists to work, put engineers, and, like, imagine Maybe what they could do. Maybe they could all just work on I-4 and get that thing done a little faster. You know what? Supposedly, they're supposed to get it done a month or two ahead of time. <laughs> we could do better than that. I think so, too. Yeah. If we've gone to the moon, we can fix I-4. We're looking at these at spending this money anyway, right? There's talks of doing $2,000 grants. I guess that was just turned down in Congress. Uh but what if it was tied to a work program? I would be interested in doing a work program. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? What do you want to build? I don't know. A tunnel Some, somewhere? Something cool. Yeah? Uh, in Australia, during the Depression, they did a work program, and they built public pools that were really built into the side of, like, cliffs along the seacoast. Okay. And so they're publicly accessible natural pools. Nice. And it's super cool and beautiful. Imagine if we did that in Florida. Probably need that. a year-long study to find out if uh, that's okay. Put them then... to work. Put, I'll do the study. <laughs> Put me to work doing the study. Headlines. Headlines. Uh, there's a new beer called All Together. It was created by Other Half Brewing in Brooklyn, and they've now disseminated the recipe I've all heard, over the nation. I heard about this. Like, So they're, they're giving – they're like open source – yeah, the recipe. They open so source the recipe. Everybody, every brewery can make it, and then they can all have their own versions. And then they donate the proceeds to a charity of their choice. I love it. Uh, we just got some from Ivanhoe Brewing. Ten Ten Brewing's doing it. Sideward. A lot of them are giving it back to like local brewers guilds, so that the money can go to like displaced workers during this. Uh, I think it's a really cool program. I tasted the beer yesterday. It was delicious. Yeah. Yes. Where'd you get it from? Ivanhoe Brewing. All right. Yeah. Scotty ran down and grabbed some. Nice. Uh, Orlando Sentinel. Ooh. 
furloughs. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So how was it two weeks ago? So we two weeks ago, this? we talked about how the, and, and now that I, we actually read the story, they sort of spelled it out in the paper. So first the Tribune company, which owns several newspapers across the country, including the LA Times, or not the LA Times anymore, the Chicago Tribune, uh, Orlando Sentinel, Baltimore Sun, they announced that uh, anybody, basically anybody who makes over $67,000 had to take a pay cut or they could do early retirement or take a severance package. Right. So that affected, obviously, a Not a lot of, of them, but... No, I mean, if you've been there a long time, it, you probably make that. And if you live in certain parts of the country, uh, you probably make that. I mean, standards of living are different in different parts of the uh-huh. country. So that was part Tell of the Tell me company. more. Yeah, so that <laughs> was part of the company, and you had to kind of make a decision. So then, I think a week later, maybe, just a week, they announced, okay, if you make under that... Now you have to take a furlough, uh, one furlough per month for three months, uh, a week-long furlough. So basically three weeks of unpaid unpaid work or no work. So you got to take an unpaid vacation. Oh, I thought it was three months all in one block at one time. No, no, it's one week per month for three months. Oh. At least until the foreseeable future. That's actually... But not it, as bad. Actually, it, it's about the same, though. You think about how many times you get paid a, a year. I guess. And so it's probably a, you know, five to 10 percent pay cut. Do they have non-compete clauses? clauses? So that's a fun. So it's funny you bring that up. So wait, before I, I talk about that, Brendan. OK. Um, th- this was also the same week that the reporters there and the journalists there voted on their union contract because ah. that was pushed back because of coronavirus. They have finally voted. I don't think they've announced what has happened. But I don't see them not becoming a union paper. Okay. So anyway, with all that said, uh, you mentioned the non-compete. So newspapers and television are kind of different. TV, when you work in TV, generally you can't go work for the station across the street uh, for like a year or two after your contract expires because they don't want your talent going over there. This is what happened with Martha Skowski. That's why she went from Channel 2 to Channel 9, but she took a year off. Because they, that's part of her non-compete. Okay. So once her non-compete was over, she could work at Channel 9. Anyway. Oh, silly. Yeah. Newspapers are a little bit different. They don't really work on contracts like that. They just, you know, you, you're a regular employee uh, and you get paid by the company. So when I used to work in Alabama at the newspaper there, we had to do furloughs. This was in 2008, 2009 during the Great Recession at the very beginning. So I had to take a two-week furlough. And uh, I asked that very same question that you asked. Well, if I'm not working here and I'm not making money, can I go work somewhere else? Because in the world of journalism, like newspaper reporters aren't supposed to go work anywhere else because you don't want to have conflict of interest. Right. You're not supposed to go work at Home Depot ever because if one day you get assigned a a story that is critical of Home Depot, you're supposed to be uh, balanced, fair to them. And are you going to be fair if you work for them? You can't be biased. So anyway... So it brings up a good point. If I have to take three weeks vacation unpaid, am I allowed to go deliver pizzas during that? And three? I don't know the answer to that. I I think the company would say, no, you're still an employee for us. You can't go work somewhere else. That's crazy. But I I also think it's going to be hard to say no to somebody like that. I mean, I want to say when I worked in Alabama and this happened to me, I think I did go work somewhere for like a private company that just gave me you know, 500 bucks to do some work for them. But I didn't, you know, I didn't tell my company that I was doing that, but I needed the money. 
And so I, I wonder if some of these folks will go. I'm you know, so glad we're independent. Somewhere. We can do anything we want. Over yeah. Bungalow. Yeah. Can't tell me not to go work. So, no, I feel, you know, I feel for them because, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough to take a week off, not get paid and have to come back. But not just one, but three. But that is a percentage of, you know, that is a pay cut because you're Wait, not getting paid. Do you know how many that affected? How many? I don't. I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say the majority of the reporters that have been there less than 10 years because you know that's 67,000 is a lot to make as a newspaper reporter I mean when you start getting in management editor assistant editor managing editor, all that you're going to make that much and if you've been there 25 years you've been getting raises all those times so you probably do make over that but if you're somebody who started in the last 10-15 years you probably don't make that so it's probably a good majority of their reporting staff well it's I hope they do okay Sending out some good juju to all. I know. Our... I know of at least one that has laughed. Like she was like, "I'm just not doing this no more." Who's that? Uh, I don't, I'm not going to say her name on the radio. Ah. I'll tell you, but I, I know it's good. I mean, I it really does. I think start looking at like, do I want to keep doing this? Like, you know, you can say it's a calling, and it is, but it, it's hard to be a calling when they keep cutting your pay. I got another. I got another hard question for you. All right. So. I read on the DDB's newsletter, that's the Downtown Development Board, All right. that they had given $95,000 to the Salvation Army. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so, I know I know your feelings on the Salvation Army, yeah. Brendan. <laughs> and so the Salvation Army, they're, they're under fire for their treatment of the LGBTQ community, the whole alphabet soup of which I am a part. Uh-huh. And... Sorry, there's a hot guy doing chin-ups. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> Uh, and they've denied service to people for being queer in their past. A senior staff member was recorded saying that uh, the company sides with scripture and that gay people should die. You know, so I have harbored some feelings towards yeah. that charity for a long time. And, and even despite that, I, I can say, yes, they are providing a service that needs to be provided. Yeah, And I know I, I've gone to because I, I remember when this happened between you and I, I, I looked up some things and I think some of them are trying. Some of the chapters are trying to distance themselves from right. some of that. And I don't even know when those comments were made, but it, it was within the last you know five but years or it's so. It's even in the name, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. it's a very Christian faith it is, it based is. organization. It, it is, and they're one of the biggest organizations in the country. It's very true. Uh, so they qualified for assistance because they're in the CRA downtown. They got some tax dollars, and they are using that funding to provide expanded shelter for their clients because they have a. a men's shelter downtown they do and they because of social distancing wanted to uh they can't just jam everybody into one room they need more space so they're getting a big tent they're getting meal plans out of this cash like, uh-huh. so it's gonna it's going further i wanted to see uh what you thought john about the city a city organization funding a nonprofit that has a questionable track record i, I mean I, I know within the the downtown development district, there's probably no other nonprofit that does what they do. And so housing maybe, them? No, I don't. So, think so maybe they were. I don't want to say restricted. Maybe they were mm. sort of restricted to say, okay, if we're going to help somebody that's doing this, this is the one organization we got. I totally get that. I mean, it's a tough situation. I I wonder about the other idea of a lot of these hotels are at low capacity right now there i've seen this float at other places where could you put people that need help in the hotels 
that uh, that the rooms are going unsold anyway. Obviously, pay for the rooms and pay for everything, but then you're but then you might be inviting an uh, an element, I guess, into your hotel business that you might not want as a long term guest. But it's a challenging it's a challenging issue, especially with people that you know live on the streets and are in close contact with each other. Yeah, no, I agree. It's interesting to watch. And I don't know how I feel about it Because I know in Las Vegas, all they did was they spray-painted six-foot distance markers on the street and said, or in a parking lot and said, okay, everybody who's homeless, you get one of these squares, but just don't go in the other square. And they actually did that. Okay. And and people abided by it? I mean, I think they patrolled it and said, you know, if you're homeless, you know, you can't congregate, but you can congregate in these six-foot squares that we put in a parking lot. Are you going to go to the beach? Not until they. Not until I feel like it's safe. I mean, I, my wife and I were talking about this. We only have a few minutes left here, Brendan. Okay. But like, okay, let's say tomorrow. Let's say tomorrow, Governor DeSantis said, "You know what? Everything's open. Everything's open. Back to normal." What would you do? Would you go back no. to doing everything? I wouldn't. No. I mean, it would. It's going to take some time for me to feel comfortable. I mean, will I maybe go get dinner somewhere? I. I don't think so. I might in of uh, six weeks, but I don't think I'd do it tomorrow. No, not until I see that there's no infections. <laughs> no <laughs> I mean, there's to never going to be no infections. Do you think that'll just carry through? Is this just going to be forever now? No, because- I mean, I think eventually they're going to do tests, and and I think I mean I think the biggest problem right now is the testing. You and I could have COVID nineteen right now, be fine, but be carriers to give it to other people, but we just don't know. And, and without getting a test, uh, we're never going to know. All right. How much time do we have? We can, we got to go. We got to go. All right. We have really cool events that are ongoing in our uh, online calendar. Yep. Go check those out and tune in for all of our fun prizes and cooking classes. We'll see you guys next week.